You know, it was weird. Like, I'm trying to think, like, what do, what was, like, uh, Bahamute thinking? Like, do you think that being in, and playing for the Clippers is better than playing for the Rockets? Because you left the Clippers, went to the Rockets, and turned. What does he do, actually? I don't know what he does. Welcome back into another episode of the Three Ball Podcast. You know, we've been on a little bit of a break, hiatus. With me, as always, got Steven Newton back in the fold. We got Derek Carter with us. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it, guys. TMC Sports today released a video of Tyler Eulis and Devin Booker going a little crazy at a hotel and fighting a group of Young gentlemen, I guess. I couldn't really <laughs> tell how old they were. They looked like kids. I have no idea what was going on. Kind of hard to follow, but crazy. I don't know who they thought wasn't going to recognize them. It looked like a hugging match with a couple punches thrown. <laughs> I mean, what do you guys think, man? It's just, I don't know. Nothing surprises me. Anything they do is like just crazy. Like... First of all, I don't know. I assumed that they were getting on an elevator to go down, and he just pushed him. Like, he pushed him, then he pushed him back, and then he ran him into the thing, and then he the- pushed him outside the elevator, and then he put him in the headlock, and then I'm thinking the, the heavy set guy is about to break it up, and now he's punching him in the back. <laughs> so it's like, and then some other kid, like, came down from the hallway and get the punching him in the back, too. It's just crazy. And Devin Booker, like, he's probably, like, probably the biggest person at the hotel um and i'm pretty sure they know like okay we have nba stars or players staying at the hotel and i'm sure this is the most known person in the building and for you just have a little bandana over your face That's what I'm saying. It's, it's okay though because he put a bandana on over his face and became a bandit so he's okay he's okay i mean not a ski mask or something but Kevin Booker. Yeah. Kevin Booker, <laughs> Kevin, yeah. Kevin Booker to the rescue. Man. No, that was hilarious, man. But he didn't it do was. anything. No, he didn't do anything, but nothing happened. Like you said, it was a hugging match. I've never seen a headlock last that long. <laughs> and I'm just disappointed a little bit in Tyler. We know he's from Ohio. I just expected a little bit more. When I first clicked on the link, I said, oh, okay, young Euless about to hand some hands out. Like, because that's what I expect. And to see him get yoked up like that and nothing happened. Oh, I ain't gonna lie, I'm a little disappointed, but they took the next step in their bromance that night, and I had to respect that. Masked up and everything. Yeah, maybe, maybe Devin was just there for security purposes, making sure nobody got hurt. No, Dev was there for emotional support. And that was it. <laughs> that was it, that's the sole reason he was there. It makes me laugh because recently, like before this video, recently you've been hearing like. The Suns brought in Trevor Ariza because they're not, like, that hardworking of a team. And Ariza has this, like, Kobe mentality when it comes to work ethic and everything like that. And then this video post, and it's like, oh, well, hopefully the Suns don't become the next jailblazers. But they won games. Phoenix doesn't win games. They won games and the jailblazers. And like I said about them paces, they had hands. I was not impressed on what I saw in that video. We seen the hands 
from them jailblazers yeah. and them paces. Can I just pour some sympathy out to the poor gentleman that was standing at the door at the end of the video in the yellow shirt that was just trying <laughs> to stop the one kid, I don't even know who he was, from punching the guy trying to leave, and he was the victim that ended up getting punched through the door. Just the weirdest, weirdest fight video. Yeah, it's ever, just a weird, ever. a weird tragic event. Like, it just, like, it just confuses you because, like, what is really taking place here? Like, you ever been in a situation like, like, how is this even happening? Like, it's like one of those type things. Like, all I, I just don't, I don't know. I want to know like, what was said. I want to know what was said that turned into a push into a headlock that lasted for three Especially minutes. when I'm just coming was, out and just getting on elevator. Like, how do you make me that mad in like 10 seconds? Well, that, let's be honest. I guess uh, if we want to be fair to Tyler, aren't, um, Fans usually a little more brave with people that are the same height as. Probably. And the guy that was talking to him was a little closer to Tyler's height. He got a little brave. We don't know what he said. What do you think he said? Who knows? I mean, <sighs> you're really not that nice. You're about to get traded. I can do what you do. You sorry. Anything of that magnitude. Anything of that magnitude. Yeah. They 5'10. They both same height. He got talking crazy. Put him in a headlock. Game over. It looked like an Anchorman news fight situation, man. Like, they escalated quickly, quickly. All he probably said was, man, you're number two, Ulyss. My rec league team will beat the Suns. And it went from there. Someone threw a trident. It was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just... It was crazy, man. It it was I don't know. It just makes me laugh. No, Suns going Sun. Like, y'all officially yeah. on that list now. Y'all officially <laughs> on the Suns going Sun list. That's great, man. I mean, because like, what's next? I mean, I I just don't know. Like, what is next? Like, somebody gets caught for shoplifting or something. I don't know, man. These dudes. It's just Devin Booker. Like you just signed your hundred and fifty-four million dollar contract. <laughs> you're gonna go steal some Haynes underwear from J.C. Penney's or something like that. It's just these dudes have just been going happen. back to back, like not the the trash that they was putting out on the floor, and then like closer to the end of the year, they're trying to. When you have Marquise Chris trying to fight everybody, Jerry Dudley knocking folks over, like. It's bad, man. And then this, I, this was a part of last season, but just now coming to surface, like this just comes full circle with the, just the team and where they are right now. See, at the end of the year, like fighting teams and stuff like that, I get it because they were probably getting dog. Like you haven't won a game in a month and a half. You show a little fight. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But like fighting a group of civilians, civilians <laughs> undersized that, civilians like, that were just probably at – Talking Stick Resort Casino to gamble some money and you're out there, you know, getting put in headlocks. Because if you ask me, they lost the fight. Absolutely. There's no mystery about that. Dad put that bandana on. I thought he was coming to work. Like, I really thought he was coming out that elevator and doing some equalizer type stuff. Like, I didn't know what was going to (laughs) happen. But I was highly disappointed. But he's one of the... he was auditioning for Equalizer too, because we know Denzel doesn't do uh, doesn't do very much. Doesn't, doesn't do sequels. But man, yeah, crazy. I mean, Suns have had a crazy off season. You pay to kind of segue into free agency. You you pay Trevor Ariza fifteen million for one year. Who? Kind of crazy. You know. For the Rockets, does that mean that they felt like P.J. Tucker can do what Trevor Ariza does? 
Or maybe they wasn't saying we're paying them $15 million. That too. I think they thought, I think the Rockets thought he was going to get more than just one year somewhere, and they were kind of surprised that he just signed a one-year deal for, for 15. $15 million. Yeah, because... Um, they probably could have maybe got him back in the fold for one year, 12 or 13, and then he could hit free agency next year when it's supposed to be... Ballooned. Ballooned yeah, and big up. and everybody's spending money. But... Fifteen million is a steep price for a three and D guy. I mean, he's not coming to change your culture. He's not doing something that's out of control. Well, I mean, what is he coming to do actually? Maybe like, teach Mikel Bridges how to be him. Teach one of the nine other wings the Suns have. The that's Suns what I'm are saying. like I feel like the Suns are always the team behind the eight ball, man. Like they're they're like, oh, Look, you can win by being big. So they go out and get a bunch of bigs, and they're like, "Oh well, wait a second, we can, we can win by having a bunch of point guards." So you go out and you get <laughs> Goran Dragic and Bledsoe Isaiah and Thomas. Knight and Isaiah Thomas and all these guys, and then you, they turn around and go, "Oh well, wait, we need a bunch of wings like the Rockets and the Warriors. That's how you win." So then you go out and you get all these second tier wing guys, and yeah, Suns are gonna sun. Yeah. That's that's get me a shirt. Sons are gonna sun. Let's go. So but talk about like a little bit of a bigger name and and we'll start with the defending champs and then we'll we'll move down of course to LeBron and spend a little bit of time on him, even though, you know, everybody's kinda of talking about LeBron. But Boogie Boogie's just a little interesting. So does he start playing right at the beginning of the year? Is he going to be ready for training camp? Nah, they say he won't be ready to. Well, I know the Warriors are saying they just want him for the playoffs. Playoffs, yeah. Like, but... and they they're reporting that he's not going to be ready till late January, probably through the All Star break. Which they really. That's why I feel like he probably didn't get no offers because nobody outside of the Warriors had the luxury of just having him sit for that type of time. Maybe yeah, the Celtics. I know he was saying he was wanting to be ready. And saying he was going to be ready for training camp. But I'm just interested to see like how he comes back. And how he plays. I because just when this injury happens to guys, they, they just don't come back the same. Granted, everybody's been a little bit older. Barkley retired off of it. Kobe came back for that one, one or two years. I can't remember. I think it was two. But he just was never really kind of the same. He was older. So I'm just interested. And Boogie, it's not like he's a light foot type of guy. He's, that's my he's biggest, big thing. Dude. Yeah, that's my that's biggest thing about it is he's, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's he's not that that slender center like a Tyson Chandler or a, you know, Jokic or something like that. You know, Coppella, he's, a, he's kind of a fat boy. Yeah. Fat boy good. center. Yeah, yeah. So Can't say it any better than that. But it'll be interesting. I mean, how he fits in with them is going to be interesting. Um, obviously, I mean, obviously, if he's boogie, he fits in great. Yeah, you run that pick and roll, and, and you actually have to pay attention to him because right now it's like when Zaza's out there, Javel, Javel's just a roll guy. But I mean, shoot, he pick and pop. Like you can't. You would have four legitimate shooters out there outside of. Andre or Dre, you know, Andre or or Draymond Green, whoever's out there. I mean, those two guys are kind of trashy shooters, but 
you still have to halfway respect them when they have the ball on the wing. So Draymond, top five, power, small four, power four is all time. Don't disrespect him. But as far as Cousins go, first off, I I'll agree. have to disagree with anything that's being said of that magnitude. I don't care what once league we is simulcast in. this, you can see Steven <laughs> laughing once we get to that point as he's trying to say that because um, I know this podcast is not pro Draymond Green. Not at all. We are uh, we're the complete opposite. Complete you get Mo Digger back on here. <laughs> Mo can talk about the love for Draymond Green, but yeah, that ain't come on. Yeah, we treat uh Draymond like Rick James treated Charlie Murphy. Yeah. Darkness and that's everybody. the uh that's the in- interesting thing though, because it's when Draymond Green and Clay Thompson come due at the same time, what do you which way are they gonna go? Because they love Draymond Green. I mean he's for sure. Um the last thing I heard about it was like uh, the owner said it was just two things that they weren't trying to do: one, lose Steph Curry, and the second thing they were never losing Clay Thompson. So I'm guaranteed that this is going to be the issue because Clay's up next; he's due for a deal next season. Yeah. So it's either and pay him the year after. The right? year after. Yeah. So my thing: the easiest person to leave is Clay because he has three titles, and his dad is in LA on a coaching staff. Not saying he wants to play with LeBron or anything, but he okay. I'm sick of being not. I'm sick of being here, but eventually it's not gonna be enough money for everybody. And he could be the the easiest one to be like, yeah, I'm out of here. Draymond don't look like he wanna pretty much go anywhere. I mean, See, I think it's actually the complete opposite. The complete opposite. I would think it's Draymond that wants to wants to get paid, and and Clay's more of a guy that's just like. He's okay being the third guy and kind of out of the spotlight so much. It is, but because he, he just likes to go to China and act a fool after. Yeah, the yeah. China Clay is probably one of the best things I've seen ever. Like one of them. He's but a, he's he, a um, beloved character. They need to make a cartoon after. Yeah, him and his brother go there and they act like real crazy. Like his his brother is like worse than Clay, but um, but yes, because so like Draymond Green, not next year, but the year after. If he gets on any team, which he's going to make the defensive first team, he's eligible for the max. And, like, they just have issues. And he's going to go after it. And he's going to get them. He's, he's going to go after their max. It. And if, K, if if the Warriors obviously are in a situation that they don't want to pay him, somebody's going to pay him the max because it's Draymond Green and this and that. I like to see him go home to the Pistons and see how he runs the offense there. Probably not too good, but until we see that, we won't know. I just, I could see Clay taking an eighty to ninety million dollar type range contract, not really worrying about getting the big big deal to be like the third guy again. So I think he's making fifty four right now. I could see him going like into the eighty to maybe hundred million range, and the Warriors could probably pay that tax. And they have the luxury of everybody wanting to come play with them. I mean, you get. A guy like Boogie, granted he's hurt, but willing to take that mid level. I mean, they just they just signed Jarko Jabarkaba or Jonas. Yurkabil. Yeah, whatever his Jokabil. What whoever the hell. But he, yeah. I mean, he's a serviceable guy. Yeah, you know, from Utah, he he played significant and meaningful minutes for Utah. And now he's taking the taxpayers' mid level exception to come play for the the Warriors. So, I can, I don't know. No, I, agree. I agree with you. I agree. So. Yeah, it's just, it's going to be crazy because, I don't know. 
like somebody's not gonna be in that uniform. And like as much as KD talked about taking less money, he took a two year max, which is not sacrificing money. But and the first the reason why I say Clay because the first thing I'll never forget, and that's why I like Clay, is like when KD came, they had like this cool. conference cool. and cool. they were like, <laughs> So Clay, are you gonna sacrifice on Clay? Like, I'm not sacrificing anything. Like Straight up, nothing. <laughs> we can't say exactly what he said, but that's yeah. along the lines of what he said. Yeah, it's nothing it's, will be sacrificed on my behalf. Nothing. And really, he kind of hasn't. Like you watch he him play, a, he doesn't really, he doesn't really sacrifice much, and it's just at this point, what? What does he want? What does he want yeah. money wise? I think he likes winning championships and acting a fool and just being that third guy. I think he's perfectly okay with it. Perfectly but he okay. can perfectly be a second guy anywhere and I agree. in the league. And I, and I, and I, be a first guy. Almost. And, I, and I wish that's what he wanted to do because I would love to see him in a Sixers uniform. But who wants to leave California for eight months of winter? Nobody. See, yeah, I get it. But I you get technically that, but I don't, don't have to leave California. Uh, You're playing in those cities half the time anyways. Because he would fit perfectly over there, but nobody wants to leave that type of situation where you're comfortable. And that's home for him. Right. You know. Always been home. For always him. been home, so. When, you know, went up to Washington State, played his college ball and came back. So, yeah. So, what do you guys think the Lakers are doing to just segue out, like, into into LeBron talk? I, I think the Lakers are being everything that the Cavs aren't. Like, they're everything that the or Cavs the Heat. aren't. Oh yeah, like they're Anything not. LeBron's ever had. Yeah, they want the opposite. opposite of it. I think they're kind of. I'm not gonna say like they did. Like I think they're like trying to literally get back to Showtime. Like because they didn't have the greatest shooters in the world when on the Lakers on the Showtime Lakers. Granted, a few of them can shoot, but I'm not saying like Johnson not shooting threes and this down and third. I think they like literally trying to get back to. More of a, a uh, up and down offense and more tough role, high IQ, defensive minded players that can play defense, can switch different positions. That's about all you can say, but that's kind of an oxymoron when you talk about JaVel McGee and Lance Stevenson and basketball IQ. I yeah, mean, yeah, like outside of IQ, but at, if you put them all on the floor, they're all can stay all, they all are interchangeable. This is probably the only team outside of Celtics. Not saying they can stop or anything, can can interchange with the Warriors on switches, because you have Brandon Ingram six eight six nine. You have a long, you have Lance Stevenson six five, LeBron six nine, have Lonzo a six five. Like these are switches that they can make that you can make for the Cavs, that you can't make playing on the Spurs because Paul Gasol is going to end up on. Draymond Green, he can run right past them or some mess like that. Like, these are interchangeable pieces that you can do on defense. Now, offensively, man, they have to figure something out differently because y'all have, like, three people that can score off the ball or can create their own shot, and that's where they're going to struggle. But I think they're pretty set defensively. It's just rounding them offensively in a form. I don't think they're done. I don't know what's next. I don't know if they're getting Kawhi. I don't know if they're getting Dame Lillard. I don't know what, they, what they're doing next. I'm worried about them on defense. Really? Yeah. Because I don't look at, and I don't know how you feel about it, about this seat, but outside of Lance Stevenson and being like a LeBron guarder, I know what I'm getting out of him on defense, offense, 
scares me. I've never heard of of a player being like, well, sometimes coaches saying sometimes he's the best player on our team, but sometimes he's the best player on the other team. Yeah, and as- so like that worries me because LeBron always wants to play with high IQ guys, like all the time. Which- and every year he's like, I want to play faster, and then he plays slower and plays in the half court, which he's like the best half court player. What possibly ever I've ever seen yeah because like you he know. literally slows the ball down and like they get like positive outcomes out of it but it's just not good for him, a team perspective it's good for because you kick it out like I'm not sold on on uh KCP being a good shooter no I'm not, not interested in him don't the most interesting person on the Lakers outside LeBron to me will be Kyle Kuzma and I'm not completely sold on him yet. You not really? I am. I, like, I mean, I, not I, sold that I feel like he's going to be like a ten time All Star or anything. I'm not sold on anybody on the Lakers. He's the black Keith Van Horn. You think so? It sounds good. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you but know, I, I just it. it's. I, I'm just not like I said. I'm just not sold on anybody on on the Lakers outside of LeBron right now because I I know when he gets doubled, you're kicking it. To a bunch of people that can't really shoot. Brandon Ingram's probably the best shooter. Either him or Josh Hart. Give or but take. I would trade Brandon Ingram for Kawhi. I would I would do that. The Spurs are not reluctant to give Kawhi up. Well not. Right, but to they them, want but they yeah. want it's gonna get to a point with that though, like the longer they it, hold on to him. They don't have a choice. The better the Lakers feel. Yeah, like the less anything. the deal. That's just like right. with the Cavs. Like the longer they held on to Kyrie, like the worse the deals got. Right, because you knew like he was leaving. He Regardless. wasn't playing; he was leaving. Yeah, so, yeah. you know that's that's why if Kawhi's smart, he just doesn't play next year and sits out. Like he could do that. Right. Like the Knicks I'm sure that's what he's going to do. Because you look back on it, like guys that wanted out, like Carmelo could have done the same thing with Denver and saved himself a lot of heartache in, yeah. in New York. He could have just played out that year and then went there in free agency and still had Gallinari and all these people around him instead of gutting the roster and getting there. And I I think Kawhi and his people probably be a little smarter on that. So the Spurs, I think he's gone somewhere around the break. And I think it is to L.A. And if I was L.A., I would give up Lonzo. I would give up. Ingram, I'd even give up Kuzma to be able to pair Kawhi and LeBron together because those Kawhi Spurs teams were almost beating the Warriors as it was. Yeah. You're telling me you got a guy that can go out there and guard KD and let LeBron just have to run around with Draymond or something like that, and then you can interchange him? Because that's what you need. It's, a, it's right. crazy to say right now at this point in LeBron's career, you kind of got to hide him. Against certain matchups. Or just allow him to, like, roam on defense. No, you just need – it's best for him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's best to it's not old. have – yeah, he's older. It's best to not have him guarding KD for 48 minutes. That doesn't make any sense. Right. So, Someone people yeah. get it, too. Like, you're not saying he's a bad defender. No, yeah, he's just, just best older. He's older. It's yeah. best not to have him in that position. Right. So, yeah, it'd be nice to have Kawhi out there. So, yeah, I just – this is – the Lakers, I look at their roster, and it's like this team could win 50 games. Or this team could spontaneously combust by the all-star break and we have guns in the locker room like the Wizards back <laughs> in the day, man. Like it, it is it is just everything that LeBron kinda hates. So as, you, as a team dynamic. So where do you see them 
me personally, I know, well, I don't know, but I would like to see. I feel like for me, I think either Lance and Rondo, they're going to have to shoot the fairy one a few times. Or that's at least Rondo and LeVar are going to have to shoot the fairy one a few times. I don't know who's first, but it's going to happen. That's the thing, too, because, like, <laughs> Rondo and LeVar, they could, they're going to be arguing. And like, it, saying, it, like, it's yeah. going to be crazy. I yeah. Mean. Like, because um, Rob Palinka said that outside of LeBron's spot, every other sp- every other position is open, is is up for grabs, and you had LeVar going on TV saying, oh, Rondo's just a backup. Rondo will come that. out here and treat. Lonzo way worse than Patrick Beverly did that first game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. training camp and practice everything. It's going to well. Get Lonzo's bad. not doing training camp, right? Since he's yeah, yeah. so that, that, that hides him a little bit. Which but it hurts because he needs to be like he he looks good from a physical, physical standpoint. standpoint. Yeah, right. he's getting bigger because he's getting bigger yeah. and putting on that weight. But he needs to be playing, man. Yeah. He needs to be shooting. He needs. I wouldn't Drew, mind. He needs Drew Hanlon. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't mind if, um, like, if he wasn't hurt. That I wanted to see him playing summer league again. Like, do something. Like, I know you've been working, but you need to be working some more. Forget it. So now you got a LeBronless Cavs team. Carte, trade Kevin Love. I would trade everybody. I mean, just why not? I mean, just start over. I mean, that's what Dan Gilbert was reported saying. Once LeBron left, he had his team back. Which he never had a team I, once LeBron left. I think, I think the Cavs want to make the playoffs, don't you think, Steve? I think they do. So I honestly feel like, like you said, they you want to trade Kevin Love, but I think they're going to hold on to him the whole time and plan which, on making the playoffs. Which would be to me a, a stupid move because you have a top ten protected pick this year, mm-hmm. so you might as well just tank, tank the season away because then you can keep that pick. Because if you fall outside the top ten, it's gone. Yeah, he wants to win. And you need that pick. Yeah. I he mean, so, it's saying that they've been trying to get rid of Kyle Corver, too. So, I mean, you have a which young, I understand, you have a young nucleus, and you're probably trying to get rid of the older pieces, which I would. I mean, Jordan Clarkson ain't about to get you a bunch of wins. Neither is Larry Nance. <laughs> neither the crazy is, part, because the Cavs helped the Lakers clear cat space to, to get, get LeBron. LeBron. Did the Cavs help clear cat space to get LeBron, or LeBron helped the Cavs? Lakers. <laughs> or the Lakers, Lakers. <laughs> which one are we? What's bro? LeBron's so smart. Okay, I haven't heard. I haven't heard that that theory behind it. But yes, you are probably right. You probably went into Kobe's off Kobe Altman's office and said, "Hey." We need that scorer off the bench. Let's bring in Jordan. Hype them up so crazy. It would like be so nice million. to see Nance's son playing a Cavs jersey. Let's do what we got to do. Yeah. Yeah. And which is crazy because he's about to be a restricted free agent. Boom. And, and after like that, he's going to be gone. Absolutely. I hope he goes. But, you know, well, I, what I've been saying the whole offseason, I hope Caleb goes to L.A. Like, I just I just want him to go to L.A. For whatever reason, I really don't care whether it's the Clippers or. I, I just because Kevin Love needs to get away from LeBron. Yes, I just said the yes, Clippers. Yes, yes. I the Clippers. I don't want to see him back in Minnesota. I he there's no way he would even fit with nah. them. That's just stupid. Nah. I don't want him going to no bottom feeder team. I like, don't care where he goes. I just want Fat K Love back. Yeah, which would be <laughs> he would he I would want, strive. Man. He I would want... do a lot on the Clippers. He'd be their like, number one option. Yeah, I would like to see him in like Portland. I, I don't know, man. He'd be a good fit in Portland. But they're like they have like ball dominant guards probably more than likely. I wanted them a year ago. I'm, I'm off it now though. We need more melanin out there. We can't guard nobody. 
Probably don't need to guard nobody. We I do just, need to guard because we can't. Ben can't guard nobody. JJ can't guard nobody. Covington, Covington and Joel like the only ones that play defense out there. Like, uh, I like know, and I wanted love. It's like, tough though because though, I did. It's tough because Embiid, like as you get closer to the to the playoffs, you see a lot more of Al Horford and those type of centers. And when they were in the playoffs against the Sixers, like Embiid could not guard Horford. No, they had the eye of Marcus man. Smart. Crazy. And yeah, that's yeah, the crazy yeah, part yeah. Crazy. Like it, when, when you got a guy that finishes second in Defensive Player of the Year voting dude, in, in the playoffs, you had to times, hide him on defense. It was a few was times crazy. that that they were giving the ball to. I like I've never just seen like stuff like that. They were giving to like from centers. They were giving the well. I've seen it from Embiid a few times. They were giving Al Horford the ball at the top of the key. And he was going right past Embiid. I was like, what is this? Unacceptable. <laughs> like, Unacceptable. What are, like, what are y'all really doing? And we were like, one of the top defensive teams in the league during the season. Yeah, like, like top five. Guard, yeah, top five, but couldn't guard a soul. So, as I would like Kevin Love in general, because I'm all a fan, we need more shooting to su- surround the type of team we have. Just have to have as many people on the floor that can continue to guard as possible, I guess. Like, I, I don't know. Which was surprising that you let – Mikel Bridges go for another project like Zier Smith. Like I, I get Smith is is good, and you got it. I would the do pick. the trade myself for, for if I'm the on pick. the Sixers for the, for the pick for the pick. Yes. But it just kind of kind of crazy a tad. But hey, when you don't really need the guy, you know. Right, we sitting there and you're looking like you want more forwards. defense, and that's what he is. Like I always say, because you drafted Tatum and got this all over with. Okay. So where do they go from here? Like, so the Cavs, I don't know, because I'm pretty sure nobody. LeBron, I won't say it's all on him, but he put them in a position that, from a player standpoint that they can't move some of them contracts. They can't move J.R. Smith's contract. They Absolutely can't move not. Tristan con- nope. Tristan Thompson's contract. Well, that's the thing. It was this was a team LeBron constructed and wanted, and then he got sick of the con- of the construction of the roster and, and went elsewhere and yeah. I, I give I don't I don't like people putting the blame on Dan Gilbert of like oh well he's gone because of Dan Gilbert well like yeah he probably didn't like him but I give Dan Gilbert all the credit in the world he constantly went into the tax he constantly brought on more contracts when you knew LeBron was wanting him you knew LeBron was going into into uh, free agency free agency every year never gave him a a long commitment and you also knew he was always going into the GM office when uh David Griffin was there and saying hey bring these in like he was the one that said hey bring in J.R. Smith I'll take care of him I'll, I think, I'll watch him I'll babysit him I think uh that was like now I won't say that was the defining moment but I think like once Griff was gone I just knew like this team is and, like and it's about to be over that's the thing that I put on on Dan Gilbert going back a little bit is I understand LeBron not wanting to give that long-term commitment because you can't run a franchise like that and not give a GM more than three years. Like Colby Altman, he's one year into a three-year deal and he's not coming back after three years. He's not. Dan Gilbert has never re-signed Signed a GM, Indio. and that's crazy. You can't you can't do that when you're good. Yeah, not when you have like the best player in the world, and you you like you have no structure because it's somebody else new. And my thing is like David Griffin for the three or four years, wherever it was he had there, 
Man, if you didn't look at all the trades was, he was pulling off for you guys, it's, he hasn't had a GM longer than three years. I mean, if That's you can crazy. find somebody, wow. find somebody else in the world that can get two people and have somebody take back Lou Almondson for two. You got J.R. Smith and Armand Shumper for Lou Almondson, essentially Lou Almondson and somebody else. I mean, I don't know, like man. And then he he got the K Love trade for the Wiggins, and then he. Pulled off the Kyle Corver thing. I don't know how that happened. How the Hawks just let him. I would take David Griffin and Phoenix, man. Get rid of Brian McDonough nuts or whatever the yeah. hell. You know what I is. thought he for sucks. a moment? Like, it was making a lot of sense that time I don't first take. Like, they were saying, like, if LeBron really wanted to do what he wanted to do, he could have went to Philly and been like, okay, I want David Griffin as the GM. Yeah, that that was definitely a possibility. That's why everybody thought it was actually going to happen. It was because if he goes yeah. there, he's going to bring David Griffin with him. Philadelphia really thought they had a shot. Yeah, really yeah. thought they had a shot. I guess um, they were like they were like just too late on the trying to speak to him. I guess like so when they went to go speak to him, they actually sat down and spoke to him. He had already made his decision. Like literally, had already made his decision because he wasn't supposed to announce till Tuesday, the third. But he ended up announcing Sunday. Like this is what yeah. it is. Like it. And I think he he already had his decision. Brian Windhorse. From ESPN was saying he already he knew two days before he made his decision that he was going to LA, and it's it was just he didn't want to report it because you know you report something like that and it, it's wrong you just get torn apart. Yeah, but, and I guess they um they didn't tell Kobe Athman Altman till after they spoke to the Lakers because they you know they said like m- people were more so leak it themselves before they even get a chance to do it. And so they kept it inside. But the dude, uh, I don't know if you guys, I don't think you guys follow him. It's the guy on Twitter. His name Cuffs the Legend. Yeah, I know Cuffs. Yeah, Cuffs had Cuffs re- knows everything. Cuffs, yeah, like he's like close LeBron. to Bron. Like yeah. he has said it like four or five days before LeBron even reported like Bron going to L.A. And he was like, we're not getting no L.A. jerseys, just witness tees. He had said it like yeah. five days before LeBron even made his decision. Yes, he did. So, yeah, it's crazy. So Another big name that came off the board and was supposed to possibly go to LA with LeBron Paul George staying in OKC. Kind of surprising, right? Yeah. Not at all. I was surprised. Not, I was not surprised by not one bit. I really. think you're the only person in America that wasn't surprised, Steve. What? No, not surprised. Um, Because when you saw how he was talking in any of his interviews that happened, you knew that he had already planned on being in OKC months before that and stuff. He, he entertained the idea of knowing that he wanted to go to LA. Because he's been wanting to go there since last year. But he just knows that this is way too much pressure. And that's just kind of where PG's at now. It's unfortunate because I think he still should have went. But he knows that if things go wrong at OKC, it's not his fault. Russ is a scapegoat for everything. If he go to L.A. and things go wrong, like he's going to get scrutinized so crazy playing with Brown no matter what. And that's not what he wants. So I wasn't surprised. And like I said, it was based off the interviews. He kept on saying like, I feel like I okay, okay, see something. I'm like, man, he ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Like, he's, there's no I, way he goes anywhere. I guess else, I was so. surprised, but then once you read more into it, like how he was like, you know, it's unfinished business. This is only my first year here, just that and third. Like, I didn't see it like that. I he just ain't uh, want no pressure, bro. He done. Unfinished business, he wanted no pressure. That's yeah. exactly why he stayed at OKC. He would have left. Like, he don't want no pressure, man. And I don't think they had like a mutiny, but I feel like he knew by re signing that. It was just going to be him and Russ's show. I think they already knew, like, okay, Melo's not going to be here. And you guys have to do whatever it is that you do 
and get us where he was. I mean, because essentially they don't need Melo, especially for them. Melo's not the complimentary piece that they need. So, no, he's another interesting thing of like where he's going to end up. I, I think, think it's a done deal to Houston. Like I just feel like it's yeah, done. Yeah, they said that it's a favorite that that's where he goes. I know he was looking at like Miami. Yeah, but what does Miami have to offer you? I mean, nothing. The team. The team. That's it. Like he still thinks he's like the main guy. Like I think, <laughs> and that's the issue. I think he needs to go to Houston and accept the fact of coming off the bench and being the six man. But who's going to start over him in Houston? I don't care. I can't I get still one just think if Carmelo Anthony became the sixth a sixth man and was able to go up against second string defenders, he he would be great again. He'd be great again. And you could run the offense through him. He'd be good in that role. He'd win a couple six man, drag out his career a little bit longer. I I that's what I want to see Melo do. I know he's not going to and Houston's probably going to be okay with with starting him alongside James Harden and and Chris Paul, but it's Carmelo Anthony, man, he still thinks he's no, the I, main guy. He I still agree with he's you. A star, but. I agree with you. You got to put him in a position like that, but everybody else thinks he needs to be in a position where he's like a second option still. Like I don't right. So like run down this scenario. Like it's middle of December. The Rockets are in Phoenix or. Playing at the Clippers, and he comes off the bench halfway through at the ten minute mark, or uh, halfway through the first quarter, and he has who guarding him from Phoenix? Mikel Bridges, because that's probably who's coming off the bench, or or who from the Clippers? Like who even knows who their second string small forward's going to be? He's going to cook. Period. Point blank. Period. He's cooking. He needs to accept that role. I don't, I don't think he's ready like, to. No, he's not. And this is why he's in that Iverson class right now, unfortunately. It's not fair because he doesn't need to be, but and yo, that's, that's that the point. thing. Like, he's, to, he's like Steve, you're saying I and I one hundred percent agree with you. He's getting to a point to where Iverson can still play when he was forced out of the league. The year before he basically was forced out, he averaged twenty like, plus points yeah, with yeah. Denver and they went to the conference finals. Man, he averaged he got traded that year. Him and Carmelo were the top two scorers in the league, and they went on the same team. He was averaging like 27, 28 at the time. Yep. Like, so that's still – he could get, get that. Done. But the, if you need – in order for what you need for teams to get things done, like that can't be your role anymore. That just can't happen. And Carmelo got to realize – we know Carmelo a bucket, but we don't need him to get 24 a game. Right. Not for us to win. He's playing, he's playing Golden State, and he comes off the bench. He now has – Patrick McCaw guarding him type player. You know what I mean? Like, I if, understand. He's, if he's starting, he has Draymond Green type players. I, I understand that. Like, I would like to see him. I just want to see him flourish. Like, whether it's off the bench or on the bench, I think the reason why Houston fits so well, because, you know, at, at, at all times, either Harden or CP is on the floor. So he don't have the responsibility of having the ball, trying to ISO this and that. They'll always find a way to get him the ball. So if you can just get him the ball in open spurts and spots, I can see it from that standpoint. But the way that they would do them in OKC and just putting them on the block and giving them the ball, no, those days are over. Those days been over for about four years. Like, but those no. days could could live if he was your sixth man. Correct. Because then it's Correct. then it's you are the offense when you come in off the bench. Like Manning, he used to look at Ginobili. 
and be like, okay, that could be me. But the thing with that is Ginobili didn't have no injury injury history, neither did Lou Williams. They can just come off and off the bench and do whatever they want to. They're never been. I've never heard of Ginobili being hurt or having any back injuries or no, this or that. It's, but Melo can't it's be like just a, the the aura of being that guy off the bench. Yeah, right, yeah. Steve? yeah. No, like Melo can't be a. You talk about going to a team that's just trying to get over the hump. He can't be a better version of Mitch Richmond and Glenn Rice, like on them Lakers teams. Right. Exactly. Like he can't be that. Like that's all I'm asking. You can be better than them right now, coming off the bench. Like, even if he went to LA, I would want him to be the sixth man. Yeah, come off the bench. Come and off the bench and lead the team. Yeah. So we don't lose scoring in our second unit. It's okay, man. Like it's okay. Like I can put you. I'm not on saying that's wrong. I'm just saying block and, and let you iso and let you pound the ball for 20 seconds and maybe make a pass or shoot a fadeaway, and I'm okay with it because I'd rather have you doing that than KCP. It's not that I don't agree with you guys. I just don't think he he's wants to take that role right, right now like and i agree with you on that like i don't i don't think he wants to take that role either and i think that's going to eventually be his downfall from the nba is we're going to look at him like like iverson almost unfortunately that's that's the person i can think of y'all know how i feel about ai it's my favorite player of all time but i also know that he didn't do what he needed to do those last you know five or six years of his Dude, career he even says it he knows it and mellow can correct that very easily and he's having a hard time doing it. Right. But him in Houston is an interesting back to the original thing before we got kind of off the rails is he, he's interesting in Houston, I guess, you know, it would be interesting to have him in Houston after he kind of ran Dan Tony out of New York, but Hey, ran him out, <laughs> ran him out. I don't feel that, uh, I don't feel like he's at a point in his career where he can afford to be that type of not buying into a system. Because if he goes to Houston and they wave him, I highly doubt anybody's touching Melo the rest of this year. Like, yeah, like he'll be in a position where Ironson at. Like, nobody's going to allow you, especially at the year declining from a health standpoint and from a basketball standpoint. There's no way that we can allow you to come in and try to say what you're not going to do or not buy into us as a basketball team. Like that's just not going to work no more. Correct. So I'm not done with the thunder. Like where did the thunder go from here? Cause obviously the, the mellow, the mellow experiment failed and you're saving a boatload of, boat of money by letting them go. And it, it makes sense from every aspect, but where do you just ride it out this year? I mean, I, I like Steven Adams. I think he's one of the more underrated centers in the league. I would take him over a lot of the big-name guys like your DeAndre Jordans and, you know, well, I guess I would take him over DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> but but he's, a good, he's a good center, you know what I mean? Like, he, right. he's a very serviceable center. He hits, he hits free throws. He's tough. He's your... He's your anchor and your bully down there. Doesn't take shit from anybody. But where do you kind of where do you go? Because I know they brought Raymond Felton back, right? They brought, but it's just and they got Nerlens Noel and right, which to me I bust. The more defense, I don't, I don't think he even makes it in New in OKC. Like I just don't think he got it. 
I don't no, know where to go. It. I think they need more perimeter shooting. That's just me. Because Andre Robertson can't shoot. Uh, he obviously can shoot. He got old girl. Yeah, shoot his shots outside the gym. That's about it. All right. Um, But inside, he can't even shoot free throws. So I don't know what. Who's he dating? What, uh, what am I missing? Rachel here? Demita. Never heard of her. Really? I'm not like that, man. I'm not that guy. Not that guy. You have 2K, don't you, right? 2K, the video game? Yeah. Yeah, I I plugged it in, and then I couldn't do a spin move. I pressed the <sighs> circle, and that was about as far as I got. Yeah, so she's on there. But, yeah, they I mean, they brought Jeremy Grant back and everything. I mean, they have, they have young talent, but none of these people can shoot. So I like that they brought Grant back. I, I He's an intriguing player to me, and I I'm, I kind of like him. I think if they would have let him go, he would have got a pretty – Pretty, pretty hefty penny. Yeah. somewhere else too. So I, I like I like him. I'm intrigued by him. I like everybody that goes to Syracuse. That's just me. Shit, I wish he was still in uh, Philly. <laughs> no, I do not. Like he's one of the few players I like from Syracuse because outside of Mello, they don't they don't. Really now, I like him. Well, I don't pros. really care if they become good Carrozzi. Oh, you just talking about you like him as people. I like him in general. Yeah. Okay, I get it. No, all of them, You're even Dor. I don't. That that's what matter. that's the funny that's thing like about me that. Liking U of A Arizona players, man. I don't know. Which I have to now because DeAndre Aiden. Devin Dorf, Paul he's Harris. A, he's a, all he's of a Phoenix guy at heart. So I don't, I don't know, man. I just like them all. All of them. Paul Harris, Devin Dorf, all them guys. McNamara, G Mac. Uh, uh, what's my guy named? Jackson. He's the guy that was ten years too soon, man. Because he'd probably be in the league right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Mac is hoop, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. It's that zone defense, man. Can't deal with Syracuse. Yeah. Although, it's what Duke did this year, Carte. YOLO. Like, have you, that's what, have you, like, guys, like, seen, like, how much, ever since uh, Wendell has left Duke, how much his mom be, like, bashing Coach K and Oh, no, I didn't know everything. anything. I didn't hear anything. Yeah, like, like his mom was like, that? His mom was like, yeah, well, first one, Wendell, he was like, you know, we had a lot of talent, like, so I wasn't able to show everything I was I was capable of doing. I heard him when he said that. And then his mom was like, Coach K didn't tell nobody. He did, She didn't, he didn't tell us that they were recruiting Marvin. Like, I don't think he had to. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, How do you not know that, though, just yeah, in general? Being, yeah, she, it's not like Wendell was like a under-the-radar guy that you pulled out of nowhere. Like, how do you not know that? It's like, okay, so where else were you going then? Yeah, I, don't, make much like, I don't know where else where Wendell was going to go besides Duke. Like, I don't know. But knowing that he was the number one power forward in that class, and then when Marvin was class, he became the number one power forward in player, period. And I guess that, like, his mom was like, oh, they didn't let us know that we were going to get him, and this and that. So who cares? I have a Bagley Aiton story for you, too, Steve. Oh, yeah? Okay. They were on Summer League the other day, and this is more like for Arizona guys that might be listening or, or know, but they were talking about their first high school game. They were playing Pima Community College. Yes, when they went to Hillcrest. Yeah, when they went to Hillcrest, they were playing Pima, and they were like, yeah, we were, we were beating them up, and then we looked up at the scoreboard, and it was like one, 120 to 115, and then we would score, and nothing would happen. And then the score would change. He's like, 
bro, they were cheating. And they both looked at it because it was right after Aiton and Bagley played in the summer league. Uh-huh. They got an interview afterwards, and they both looked at each other and was like, yeah, bro, that that was crazy. Like, they were, oh, wow. Pima was really out here trying to cheat to beat us. Wow. The interview just kind of, like, stalled for a second because I forget who was interviewing him, but she was, like, um, she was a little kind of thrown back back by it. And she's like, well, you guys have both filled out from that picture because they showed him a picture. And they were like, yeah, we remember our first game. It was crazy. Nobody could stop us. Like, we were unstoppable. And, yeah, it was just – I couldn't help but laugh because – That's mean, too funny because the Pima stuff. Yeah, we, I get it. Tucson. Up, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's crazy. That's, I remember that old footage when it all first came out. So, I just remember watching them. Um, when AZ Finest dropped all this stuff, all they did in the preseason was scrimmage all the Cochise, Pima. They scrimmaged all the Shadow Mountain and destroyed every community college Jesus. in Arizona while they were freshmen. Oh, like, I, it was crazy, dude. man. Like, it was nuts. Yeah, it I was mean, nuts. shoot, they were NBA guys at that point. At man. that point, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, they really were. They were, they were better than they were better than any junior college player in Arizona. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it wasn't fair. Like, I remember when I can't remember. I think yeah, when Marvin left, I was like, okay, even the playing field a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. Because them two on the same team, just, it was just crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah. That's All why, right. That's why. real quick, that's why everything we talked about last time was so personal because of their relationship. You know what I mean? Like, they grew up together. So Yeah, that's why it. It's competitiveness is like, hey man, yeah, I don't rock with it if he gets drafted over me. I'm better than him. Yeah, yeah, right. Like they talk every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that's just that's all that was, man. I respect it. Yeah, that's why I didn't I didn't buy too much into that story. That that was that was ESPN trying to make a story out of whatever. Because if you don't know the history, you didn't pay much yeah. attention to it. Like right. people keep on forgetting they grew up. That's what it was. You know, this media trying to make something out of nothing. You need it, man. So, all right, you guys want to talk about uh, some guys that are out there that are still unsigned? Why we think that, where they could possibly go? I mean, we know, start with Marcus Smart, because I guess he has the most news about him right now. The Kings are trying to be the Kings and bring him in like they don't already have. 82 guards. Four, five, six guards that can play basketball right now. Yeah. So you're going to bring in a guy that can't Can't shoot. shoot? Like I get the tough mindedness of Marcus Smart, and I, I like that. But he's, to me, he's a poor man's Avery Bradley, or a young man's Avery Bradley. I mean, I guess, but at the same time, you already got a guy like that on your team. I guess not so much of a toughness and Shumpert. Like he, he could just he could shoot better than Marcus Smart. He's the Shumpert same. still who? Yeah, he's, he's still in, on the Kings. He's, he's on the, the Kings. Kings, but he's still who? Yeah, he's there. He's there. Was he was hurt, he's still, but like, he, well, he's, 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 he's going been to hurt be for the last five years. Yeah, like he gets paid to wear jerseys. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah, all. So, I was, yeah, that's yeah. what I was. Okay, now we're on the same page. Gotcha. But it's just it's stupid. It, you bring him in to me is the Kings. Like I know they were they were trying to get um Zach Levine, Levine yeah. with Scarte on the last one. You you called it out that he was going <laughs> to get paid that eighty mil, man, like crazy. <laughs> but it's it's just. You're hurting your development of your young guys. I mean, because you're, you, you're Bogdy, you're De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heel, Frank Mason. Like, gotta, right there, take those four guys and just roll with it. 
because right. they have they need to let them go. My thing is, why do you have all these people? I mean, okay, I didn't understand it from the the from the from the perspective of you guys drafted two point guards in the same damn draft. Like, what sense does that make? Like, and then you guys, I mean, I just knew it was bad when he said when the owner said that Buddy Hill was Steph Curry in his mind, and I was like, yeah. I don't know what Curry he's thinking about, and it ain't Seth either. He ain't either one of them. <laughs> freshman, <laughs> freshman year, Davidson Curry. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't even think it's that man. But man. I would trade Buddy Hill. Buddy's still not the best player out of that school. He really isn't. To me, you know, I've liked a lot of college teams, even though Duke my favorite. I don't think Buddy Hill is better than Hollis, Hollis Price. Price. There we go. So, there we go. That's I why I was getting think... that. I threw that oop, and he caught it, and he slammed it. <laughs> Between but, the legs, yeah, but Buddy like, Hill not better than Hollis Price. So whatever they. You also got Garrett Temple because they brought back Garrett Temple. Did they <laughs> give him a little bit of money? Yeah, I mean they're paying everybody. Shump Shump makes like ten a year. Garrett oh. Temple's still on that roster. Yeah, he's he's like he the new John Salmons. Yeah, I thought John Salmons was still on the Kings too, but I. <laughs> he plays great against the Suns. Four times a year, he hit like seven threes one game against the Suns. Man, I was livid. Yeah, I'm sitting here yelling at the TV. The wife's looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, aren't both these teams bad? Um, yeah, but he doesn't know, doesn't know the NBA. <laughs> that's great because I'm so into it. But, like, yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Kings is, uh, yeah. 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 Kings are going to overpay somebody. You know that. Yeah, I mean, they want somebody in, but it's just, like, you got other needs, man. Like, you, you can bring in a small, like, a a small forward or something that can really like help grow like a Justin Jackson. It's just kind of weird to me that you're so fixated on trying to bring in a point guard when you got the Aaron Fox. That's what I'm saying. Second year, like and like not only that, you have Frank Mason back in the like their whole roster is just like it's just stupid. Like first of all. We signed Zach Randolph to a three-year deal. So, you have Zach Randolph. I think I still have Vince Carter for another year. I'm not sure. Nah, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. So, you have, so you have like, six forwards. You have you have Zach Randolph. You have, I don't know, whatever reason, you guys got Nigel Hayes. On top of that, you still you have uh, my guy from Duke last year, uh, Harry Giles, that barely played. Like, I mean... Got right, you, Scow, you, you got Justin you Jackson. I mean, how many forwards do you people need? I mean, how many forwards and guards do y'all need before y'all figure out that y'all need somewhere somebody else? Like, like, yeah, like I, they got Jakar Samson. Like, I have like six, seven fours, and everybody can't play on the floor at so the same sac- time. The Sacramento Hawks. Yeah. Y'all, like, me- y'all remember the Hawks back in the day when they drafted nothing but uh, small forwards? Kind of what Philly did last couple of years. But, you know, I'm talking about the Josh oh, Childress, Josh Smith, yeah. Marvin Williams days. Yeah, yeah. yeah they just like had seven stuff. small forwards. You mean like what the Suns are doing right now? Yeah, 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 exactly. What the Suns <laughs> like the Suns, like, right like you know what? It's perfect. Is like oh, the the man. one meme of uh, the two Spider Man's, like the Suns and the Kings. Yes. Like there's they're just both yeah. of them. Like, like yeah, like you. Who's gonna get the next guard? Us or you? Like us? Maybe you? Like that's what it is. Like this is crazy. And you guys have seven forwards. Why? <laughs> I mean, you, you got to be able to switch everything. <laughs> right. So, so, oh, Jesus. Jabari Parker. Getting close with the Bulls. I think it's kind of cool. 
I, I think, think it's great. Cool. Go ahead and go home. Is he a yeah. four? He's Am I missing three. something? Yeah, because he's a three, but everybody that's tweeting about it is like, he's a four, Portis a four, somebody else a four, yada yada four. Like, he's not a four. I get it if you're going to play small, whatever. He played on the ultimate forward team. Yeah. Ultimate forward team. The Bucks. Yes. So, I mean, he probably played a little bit of four. But he's a small forward. But he's kind of a small forward. I mean, you can... You can get away with it nowadays, so and especially in the East, you can get forward. away with ease. But my, I would, I would play him at the three, marking at the four, Wendell at the five. You can interchange, put Markin at you the five, switch all those guys. put Jabari at the four, put Portis at the three, switch and, it around like that. Like you can have it so many different ways. Well, all those guys could kind of switch too. Yeah, because they all at, can shoot. You look at Wendell shooting. in the summer league; he's switching off onto guards. Garden, yeah, yeah. And Wendell can shoot. He shot like thirty-five percent. Keeping from up three. with him and blocking him at the rim. You seen him against the Cavs? Yeah, Jesus. So, but. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be kind of cool. I, I like Jabari Parker. I think he's one of the guys that was out there that he's been riddled by injuries. But when he's playing, he's kind of good. And, and I, I think he was the more underrated guy out there in this free agent class. Oh, by no means. Like I feel like if he didn't have these injuries, he'd be a borderline all-star. That's how talented he is. Like He's right. really and, that and good, man. A walking bucket. Yeah, a walking bucket. Like. And attended Kupo kind of. Yeah. Hurt his Derails development that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and derailed him a little bit in Milwaukee because we didn't know he was going to be that good. Correct. And when he became that good, it became his team, and then Parker kept getting hurt, and they never really meshed. But yeah, I would love to see him in Chicago. And I'm a I'm bullish on what the Bulls are doing right now. We talked about it a little bit last time was their rebuild is kind of what I wish the the Suns would be doing. They're not really overpaying for anybody. And they're they're just kind of doing it right, you know. Not everything that they've done is right. I mean, they they paid um, Fabricio the cat from Brazil. Yeah, the weird. Yeah, they they sucks. Yeah, they, they paid him like four years, like sixty, seventy million. So that's a little rough because I don't, you know, he's not that good. But everything else, they're kind of. Only person I have a problem with that they have on a roster is Noah Vonley. He needs to go. Back to where he came. Well, they didn't he pick sucks. up his option this year, so he's he's a free agent. He's a free agent. He's, yeah, he's gone, man. He's done. <laughs> so, Should still be at Indiana or something. I don't yeah. know, bro. So yeah, I I would like to see Parker there. Yeah, no, Parker. I think he will flourish there. He'd be comfortable. Like he's just really good. I remember. I ain't gonna lie. Me and uh, Carte talked about it years ago. I remember they was doing a special on NBA TV. They were talking about players that were overrated, underrated. It was like two years ago, and they were talking about Giannis. And yeah. I said I felt like he was a little overrated at that time. Like, I didn't see his constant improvement. And I used to feel like, I'm like, yo, Milwaukee should really be building this team around, around Jabari Barry, yeah. instead of Giannis. I didn't think that was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Giannis was good, but Jabari, like, you just knew what it was. And if he stayed healthy, like, it was just like, yeah. but Giannis is obviously he was, he is. turned into what he's turned into. But I think Javari will really flourish in Chicago. Yeah, he but, thrives somewhere else. He stayed healthy. I think he's an all-star. I, I remember um, further back when they were both coming out of high school or whatever. This was, like, right before Wiggins had reclassed. Like I was telling I was telling Steve, like, yeah, Jabari, like, Jabari next mellow. Even yeah. when Wiggins reclassed, I like Jabari still better. Jabari still yeah. better than like Wiggins. Like he, yeah. Was, yeah, Jabari was cold, There was man. people when Jabari was in, like, a junior in high school that I talked to, like, older folks that was like, I like him better than than Wiggins or better than this guy, yeah, too. Like, yeah. 
Jabari's always had that, and I, I hope he gets it back on track because it's not For like sure. he's a, yeah. a a bad kid, bad guy, or anything like that. You don't really hear him in the news. He ain't complaining a lot. So I'm a, I'm a fan of Jabari, and I hope he can can find it in Chicago or wherever he lands because I think it's stupid Milwaukee's letting him walk. I agree. I like, definitely they, they're going to let him walk. They're, they're going to walk, man. I don't it's get crazy. it. Because they have so it. much money tied up in the blitz. Uh, they have so much money tied Thank up God. in the four people. <laughs> they have so much money tied up in the blitz. They haven't paid Giannis yet. They have money tied up in the blitz. Chris Middleton. And, Which I understand Chris Middleton. And Lord forbid they gave Della Vadova $38 million. I have no clue why. Thank you, LeBron James. <laughs> and Della Vadova don't even play. He doesn't play. Right. I just even like not Della one playoff Dova game. Should be th- thanking and taking LeBron James out to dinner every time. He yeah, does. every single time. Yeah, we should only see Della Dova during the Olympics. Like, right, that's, point, it, like, yeah. that's the only time we should see him right now. That's crazy. And the last guy, Clint Capella. Like, what's he doing? What is he doing? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if he wants to bet on himself or take the deal because maybe he thinks he can get more money. Because the qualifying offer, if he accepts that, is only 4.5. The deal he just declined was him making about 18, 19 a year. You know, they don't have state taxes in Houston, so. Yeah, but you still <laughs> you still pay taxes and all and the other, the, all the, the 41 other games you play. So I, I will live with that. <laughs> as long as I know the bulk of it is not being paid. I have just, no clue, man. But I know, like, they were talking about the late – he had met with the Lakers. Um, I don't know. But, the, obviously, whatever offer that somebody offers them, the Rockets can match. That's if they actually want to do so. Um, mm, I, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's He's young, and he wants to get paid. I obviously thought that Phoenix was going to give him that deal. But once they drafted Aiden, that was out the window. So I would still I give know. him that deal. Though I, I would, I still would have tried to give him that deal. I think you could play Aiton and him together. I think Aiton, once he progresses a little bit, could be a guy that could still play the four. I think his feet are good enough to be able to play the four. Could be completely wrong, but then I could have rosy glasses on. <laughs> but that's just how I feel. Steve, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Get paid, young Compella, get paid. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Just get paid, man. Chase that bag. Listen, I don't mean to switch topics, but listen, the NBA, somebody got to do something about Michael Jordan because this dude is like one of the worst talent evaluators I've ever seen. (laughs) One of the worst person to be trading. First of all, you traded Dwight Howard. To get Mozgov, who makes more money than Dwight Howard. Then you trade Mozgov to get Bismack Biombo, who y'all just <laughs> just let go like two years ago. Like he, y'all, he also made sure the Bulls signed Robert Parrish instead of John Sally. Yeah, on the, on the, when they redid the contracts, <laughs> Robert Parrish paid nine games, three million dollars. <laughs> John Sally got cut, went overseas. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, like, this guy, as far as, first of all, you guys drafted Bismack Diablo and saw in less than two or three years, or maybe even four, that this guy wasn't it. So how in God's name, seven, five, six, seven years later, you turn around and he's back on your roster? 
What does he do that he's he's improved at? Not scoring. So why do you guys have him? He's the big man version of Michael Kidd Gilchrist because he can't score or shoot either. I mean, so like, y'all just it's just stupid. Like, I'm to the point where I feel like Jordan is just messing with us. Like, he does so much stuff that's so crazy that I'm like, yo, he can't really be this dumb. You can't be this like, dumb. He can't be like, this you just dumb. can't He's be just this stupid, with us, man. It's it's crazy. And then everybody like, I understand that you know people in San Antonio never want to see people that play for a team break up and all that. But then the Hornets go out and they sign Tony Parker. Tony Parker is 122 years old. Why do y'all have him? Like, <laughs> why do y'all want him? 10 million anyway? a year. Too. At 10 million a year. Like, he's like 37. What are you doing with him? Not to mention, y'all have like six guards on the roster. Y'all have, you know, because he has to give his, he has to get his little kick of UNC in there. So, you know, he still has Marvin Williams. He has Marcus Page. I don't think he even played yet. Um, he still has Kimba. He, he has, has Jeremy Jordans. Lamb. Free Jeremy Lamb, because I don't know the last time he played an NBA game, but... He played minutes for him last year. Really? <laughs> a lot? I mean, how Did many? he play more than uh, he, Monk? He played minutes and... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He he started for him. He played... He played... He had some good games, but I, I get where you're going. Like, it, it's just terrible. I mean, you have the, uh, my guy from Xavier, Makura. But y'all have, like... Now y'all are getting into the Kings territory with the, the dumbness, but Jordan's been doing it for years. Well, Jordan wants... Um, Parker to come there and, and know, mentor who? mentor a 29-year-old Kimba Walker. Kimba's leaving. I'm sorry, Jordan. I got news for you. That he's a, you know what? Next year or the year after, I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Jordan went out and drafted seven well, Woods. Know, Tony Parker owns a team in France. Maybe he's bringing him in to mentor himself. Ah. Jordan's bringing him in to be like, hey, how do I really run a team? Maybe. Well, mark this down. In two years, Michael Jordan is going to draft. Seventh <laughs> from UNC because that's what he does. I'm surprised he don't have Joel Berry on the roster. Like the stuff he does is stupid, and it goes way back to oh man, Michael Jordan's just been a bad owner. No, he convinced the Wizards to draft Kwame Brown. Like, I, forgot, <laughs> I forgot Seven Woods still play basketball. That's man. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like that's how bad it's getting for Michael Jordan. Like he's just in a realm of drafting the worst people and. It shows his team goes nowhere. Like, nowhere you traded for Dwight Howard. He came and wrecked your locker room for a year. You trade him for Timothy Mozgov, who had like 50 million left on his two year deal. Do you expect anything less from a guy to think he really played in a flu game? No. I just think right, my, I, I kind of think Michael Jordan shows up to the game strong. You kind of think? No, I'm talking about. I'm you sure. Kinda, yeah. I think he goes gambles and comes that, to the game and sit in the press box and be like, "So Let's, can can we agree that that was the Henny game and not the flu I, game?" I've already said that like three times. Okay, like he, then. There's nobody. Right, so we're falling for somebody that tricked us and thinking he had a flu game for the last twenty. years. I played basketball and I've been sick before, and it, obviously I wasn't falling. And wasn't help. nobody playing no ball with the flu. It wasn't happening. Okay, I didn't have the flu. I was sick. You're I didn't sick. say the flu. We said the flu. Wasn't nobody hooping with the flu. We no. know that. Everybody didn't hoop with some hangovers. It hurt. Wasn't no flu games, though. Flu, you like, uh, you know how I many people got their wisdom too spooled and can't even hoop? Like, I couldn't even get out the bed when I couldn't even like, get out the bed. sick man. like that. Man, yeah, like, no, no, no. Henny game. So I expect him to make these decisions because he hoodwinked us for the last 20 <laughs> years. Nice shoes. I ain't buying them. I, yeah, cool. I haven't bought him in and I a get long time. Jordan going Jordan. 
But Adam Silver has to at least bring it to attention, like, hey, bro, you've been doing this for a long time, and I've been seeing you. I've been watching you. And, like, <laughs> your talent evaluating skills are terrible. I mean, if you just go through the his last 10 to 12, not even, because I don't even know how long he's been alert, his, like, last five, six drafts. It's terrible. Outside of after outside of what's the best pick he's had? Kimba. What's the next best pick he's had? What's the closest next best pick he had? I don't know. Um, How long has Jordan been the owner of the Hornets? Did he draft Courtney Alexander? I don't know. All right. Was he there? Did he draft a Mecca Okafor? Was that Bob Johnson? He was there. Okay, so was he? He was drafting people while he was playing. Yeah. He wasn't playing when Emeka Okafor came out. He, he wasn't? No, three years down the line. Because remember, he uh-huh. drafted. He, Emeka he, was 05. 04 ish, 05. 04 05 season. Jordan played. He got Kwame Brown drafted. Not to mention that. He got the Wizards to be dumb enough to trade Rip Hamilton for Jerry, an uh, old Jerry Stackhouse, which was like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So, but I don't know. So, we're just going to go. I don't even know who the hell Bernard Robinson is. So, <laughs> can we, so when we close out, can we close out on one question? We can close out with this question right now. Okay. Um, I, I didn't post it on Twitter. I was advised to, but I might wait till tomorrow. Because I just had a question. I was, I was watching some old videos. Got to watch some old B. Diddy. And I raised the question. Is Baron Davis a better basketball player than Russell Westbrook? No. Hmm. No. <laughs> you uh, uh, no. I'm going better. Be- be- no. Is no. Can you do your sign off? No. We can talk about this. There's nothing to talk about. You said no. It's not. Cartier wants to say yes. <laughs> we can talk about this because we're both going to say yes, but we're not <laughs> going to talk about this. No, because we need to. No. <laughs> yes, we do. How yes. do you figure? I'm going yes. I'm sorry. So I'm a better basketball, basketball player? player? Absolutely. A better all-around better, basketball all player? He's a better basketball player, yeah. Absolutely. No. A better shooter? Better no. ball handler? A better shooter I think, than Russ? I think, I think Steve Nash is a better basketball player than Russell Westbrook. Yes. So why is Baron Davis not a better basketball player than because Russell Because Baron Davis is the poor man's Russell Westbrook. Everything no. Baron Davis does, Russell Westbrook does better. He's Shooting? Good. I have a computer. I don't know. <laughs> I, have, I have a computer. We're, I, hey, Rob, I don't even want you to go on a computer. I want you to go off an of eye test and just natural instincts of playing the game the of same. basketball. I'm not about the about same? You, you thinking about the same? about the same? I'm just talking about instinct. Percentage-wise about the game. I'm just talking about instinct and playing Russ basketball. You think Russ is better than him? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Russ obviously passes better than him. Correct. I don't think he passes better. Think well, he yeah, averages, I think he more. averages more assists, but I don't think he passes better. Is Russell yeah. Westbrook a better passer than Steve Is Nash? Is Russell Westbrook a better defender? Is he a better decision uh, maker than... Passing is decision maker. I put that on the same okay, vote. Like, is he a better decision maker than a lot of point guards? Russ does I'm some, talking about Kidd. Russ my guy, but Is he, he a better decision maker than Jason Kidd? No. What? He's averaged more assists. But you're, ta- you're talking about, like, the top point guards ever. Yeah. Give, is, I'm going off a of pure talent. Is Baron Davis a top five point guard in your eyes? Nope. No, but I'm right, just going that's off who of, you're I'm, comparing these guys to top five point guards. I'm just going off a of pure talent and just instinct of like playing my, the game. My argument, I don't think Russ got it. My argument is like. 
I can't go stats with Russ. That's not what I can do with Russ. I got to go off basketball, just instinct and the way the game is played. I I don't think he's better. That's how I look at I it. I need a good argument. That's my only argument. I think from pure basketball instinct outside of stats, I don't think he's a better basketball player than Baron Davis. He's going to have better stats than him, point blank period. Baron Davis got one leg, and I still think he's was better than Russell Westbrook. From a basketball instinct, pure basketball player standpoint, just like Jay Kidd and everybody else, Baron ain't get to that level because he wasn't able to, but I think off of pure basketball talent, I think he was better than Russell Westbrook. Westbrook averaged 10 assists. There's better passers that average six. Do you do you understand where I'm coming from that standpoint? He averaged 10 assists you. and there's and I think BD is one of them people that are better passers than him, even though he averages as many assists. I hear Jimmy, but I also listen to Jimmy. White <laughs> 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 man can't jump reference. Yes, like sir. I hear yes, what sir. you're saying, yes, man. Sir. But like Russ is a good passer. I'm not saying he's not, but he's not the greatest. I think passer. he's rather abortive, in my opinion. I think he's an abortive passer. I think he's getting better, but I think he's a border. He's passer. getting better, but I mean, it used to be times Russ. I don't think used he used to a, do like some of the dumbest stuff with the ball. I don't think he has a great feel. That's just my opinion. I don't think Russ has a great feel. He's not a natural he, point guard. Yeah, I don't That's think he has a great feel for passing ball. BD was one of the people that, just like all the other point guards, he had it. That era was different. I think Jamal Tinsley's a better passer than Russell Westbrook is. Just off like a natural Jamal feel. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Just stuff like that. I don't like Jamal Tinsley. Right. None of is do. Gilbert Arenas better than Baron Davis? I don't want to be as a basketball player. Like that, this is where this is and the no, rabbit. And this, this is the the argumentative this, rabbit this, hole we're going down. This, and you're right because this is how the conversation came up when I was talking to Swift. I was like, you know, some of them early 2000 mid 2000 point guards might be better than some of the guys now, just off a of natural instinct. And Russ is like the main scapegoat because he's just not a greatest basketball player instinct wise as some of the other guards that's played before. So Gilbert is. I don't know. Gilbert teeters it. You know. I'm Gilbert not a was, fan of Gilbert Arenas. And I like Gilbert. Like, but I'm I like a Gilbert fan a of Hibachi. I'm a big fan yeah, of that I'm guy. a big, big fan of Hibachi, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. Shit, I think Blake's step pass is better than Russ Westbrook. Oh my god. I'm trolling I'm trolling there. at this okay. point. I'm trolling at this point. But I like, no like I just think that experience. like take another drink of your dreams. Nah, nah. I um no, I didn't want to end it there, but man, I just wanted you guys to listen. I think Jordan took over the team in 2004, and <laughs> bro, I just had to get back here because, like, it's just so, like, it's bothering me so much. Like, it just bothers me that he, dra- okay, Omeka Okafor at the number two pick. Mm-hmm. Then he drafts Bernard Robinson in the second round. I've never even heard of Bernard, Robinson. Bernard Robinson. He went to Michigan. I don't know. Then he drafted Raymond Felton in the same draft. He drafted Sean May. The year later, he drafted Adam Morrison. Any drafts? If he didn't get his knee blown up, he would. He, I think his NBA career would have went a little different. Then the next year he drafts Ryan Hollins. Ryan Hollins. Ryan Hollins sucked. I'm sorry. Brandon Wright, a UNC guy. Then he drafts Jared Dudley. Then he drafts DJ Ozikson, Alexis Ajinka, Kyle Weaver. Who the hell is that? Um, Kyle Weaver. Went, he had braids. I do remember that? Then he drafted Gerald Henderson. Derek Brown. I think he went to Xavier, didn't he? I feel, I feel like Kyle Weaver was somewhere on the West Coast. Washington State. Boom. And he drafts yeah. Robert Vaden from BYU. I mean, UAB, who I don't even know if he even played. Then he finally hits up somebody and drafts Kimba. So, the, I, his first seven years, he had all bad picks outside of Kimba that actually was he able to play. Apart for 
for that Kemba pick. I remember him getting tearing apart for that one. Then he drafts Tobias Harris and trades him. He drafted Jeremy Tyler, who didn't even play not one game in college because he sat out because he said he wasn't going. He, then he drafts MGK. He drafts Jeffrey Taylor. I don't even know who that is. Cody Zeller. Then he drafts Noah Vonley, Shabazz Napier, Dwight Powell, Frank Kaminsky, Juan Pablo. I don't even know his last name. Malachi Richardson, Malik Monk, traded Frank Jackson, traded Shea Gilgis Alexander. And I don't even know this other guy. It just sucks. Some dude from Lithuania. He's probably ain't going to play no basketball no time soon. This guy's a bad owner, even worse drunks. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> uh, I had to get one. <laughs> You got that one in. You got that one in. That was, right. No, but like, like <laughs> <laughs> his talent evaluating is terrible, man. Yeah, it's it it period. All right, man. So the last ten minutes been completely off the rail. We ain't talking anything current, which is all right. It's all right. Russell Westbrook's a better basketball player than Baron Davis. Michael Jordan's not a good talent evaluator. Never has ever been ever. But hey. Thanks for tuning in. Like always, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listen and hear your podcasts. Like and subscribe to always help us out. Don't forget to follow Steven at, at Third Coast Hoops on Twitter. Don't forget to follow Derek uh, at the Cartel. The Cartel. The Cartel. Uh, my bad. At the Cartel. Yes, yeah, like three. the Mexicans. <laughs> Same and ones in the elevator, bro. at 3ball underscore podcast. As always, thanks for listening. We'll be back 